Well, greetings, everyone. Vic Hunter here, and welcome to this episode of Daily Rhythms. So glad you could join me today. Before we begin, uh, let me just say how much I appreciate those of you who partner with me in this ministry. You are the fuel that keeps this engine running. If you, the listener, uh, would like to become a partner of this team, I would love to have you. I will provide a way to do that at the end of this episode. So let's jump right in to today's topic. Today, we are going to be focusing on the spiritual discipline of worship. So what's the first thing that pops into your mind when I mention the word worship? Probably the same thing that pops into my mind. Maybe you picture yourself sliding into a pew on Sunday morning, or as the case may be, in one of those hard, uncomfortable folding chairs, singing and listening to a sermon. Maybe those uh, folding chairs, by the way, were meant to keep us awake, but I digress. What I want to show you uh, today is that worship is so much more than that, that it's broader than just showing up at church on a Sunday morning. But first, let's start with a general definition of worship and what that looks like in our modern-day context. Webster's Dictionary defines worship in three ways. Number one, reverence offered a divine being or supernatural power, also an act of expressing such reverence. Number two, a form of religious practice with its creed and ritual. And number three, extravagant respect or admiration for or devotion to an object of esteem, such as worship of the dollar. Now, it might surprise you to know that this third definition, generally speaking, is where most of us live. As I mentioned in the last episode, Everybody worships something. So let's talk about what that looks like. Maybe for you, it looks like worshiping the almighty dollar. For someone else, it might be social media. Ouch. For someone else, uh, it might be power, control, comfort, or approval. Eric Geiger, uh, who has studied these last four uh, extensively, so that these are the root idols of the heart that drive our sinful behaviors. They are the gods we run to when we feel powerless, out of control, without comfort, or without the approval of others. Sadly, we are trying to fill a need that only the loving God of the universe is able to fill. Oh, that we would learn this lesson. This is the cry of my heart for God's people. Some of us may find all of this hard to swallow. You may be thinking, this guy is really off his rocker. Okay, that may be true, uh, but that has yet to be proven. But be that as it may, uh, to provide my po- to prove my point, rather, uh, I challenge us to ask the following questions of ourselves. Let's do a little heart checkup. Number one, what do I care about the most? Number two, 
what drives me from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to sleep at night? Number three, what do I spend the majority of my time focusing on? And number four, what is it that I feel I cannot live without? Now, only I can answer these questions for myself, and only you can answer these questions for yourself. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's all worship. Remember, by this general definition, worship is an extravagant respect or admiration for or devotion to an object of esteem. Would you agree that in some form or fashion that that pretty much covers what we have talked about so far? So that's what worship looks like in a general sense. Let's now turn our attention to a biblical definition of worship, which will be our primary focus for the balance of this three-part series. I like this definition by Aaron Ivey, one of our worship leaders at the Austin Stone. Here's what he says. Worship is our response to God for who he is and what he has done. Let me read that again. Worship is our response to God for who he is and what he has done. I love that. Friends, this definition is simple yet profound. And I love it because we see this played out in Scripture time and time again. We see the people of God responding to the grace and mercy bestowed upon them by a benevolent God. And they can't help but bow down in worship and praise. And this not only occurs on a Sunday morning, but each and every day of our lives. Sunday morning is simply a culmination of our response to what God has been doing the other six days of the week. What is your response when you see a sunset? Hear the roar of thunder. See a baby that's born, or a tree that buds. If you know the God of the universe, you can't help but give praise to the master of creative design. But let's make it more personal. What if your response, what is your response when God heals your sick baby? When he resurrects your marriage? When he brings home that prodigal son or daughter? When you don't know how you're going to make ends meet and he comes through at just the right time. Don't you want to just lift up your hands in praise to the one who made all that stuff happen? Don't you want to just lift up your voice and sing, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Now, folks, that's worship. Here are some powerful examples of what this looks like in Scripture. 
Number one, Genesis 8.20. This was one of the earliest records of worship in Scripture. It occurred after Noah, his family, and the animals emerged from the ark. It says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Noah was so blown away by God's work of salvation that as soon as he comes out of the ark, he builds an altar and sacrifices to God, which represented the worship of that time. Number two, Genesis 24, verses 26 and 27. In this passage, Abraham sends his servant on a mission to find a wife for his son Isaac. The man is praying along the way because, let's face it, he doesn't know how this is going to play out. Turns out, his mission is successful. So in verses 26 and 27, we see this. The man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsmen. Therefore, if, if it were me, I'd probably be like, I nailed that one. Surely my boss is going to give me a promotion after that, right? But not this man. His first response to what God had done was to worship. Number three, Job 1, 20 and 21. Now we're all familiar with the story of Job. In a short period of time, he loses his children his property, and his health. But I am amazed at his response. The text reads, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That probably would not have been my first response. But Job stands in awe at the sovereignty and providence of God and falls face down in worship. So we don't only worship in good times, but also in bad times. Sounds odd, doesn't it? But our worship is all about who God is. His character never changes, regardless of our circumstances. Hebrews 13.8 says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So just to recap, in this episode, we've talked about a general definition of worship and what that looks like in our modern-day context. We then talked about a biblical definition of worship and what that looks like not only in our modern-day context, but within the context of the biblical narrative. On our next episode, we will talk about 
God's Call to Worship. I look forward to sharing that with you. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, if you would like to become a part of the Daily Rhythms team, I'd love to have you. You can become one of our growing number of prayer partners, help build our website, or help build our social media platform. There's so much you can do to be a blessing to this ministry. You can do so by contacting me at victorhunter 7 at gmail.com. That's victorhunter7 at gmail.com. Or simply message me on Facebook Messenger. You can also leave comments, questions, or concerns. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day as we learn more about what God has for us in the spiritual disciplines. To invite others into the conversation, please remember to like, follow, and share. God's blessing to you all. That's a wrap, y'all.